Best Conversations Podcast. Man, we got a legend on the line today, man. Man, I am a hip I call myself a hip hop historian. Like, I definitely love like coming across things I ain't never heard of in hip hop. I'm just like a hip hop junkie. Like I and but I can't lie, something in hip hop flew over my head. I didn't know it existed. And when I found out about it, I spent all day researching this man and just going back, listening to all the videos, the interviews, because it was like, how did this happen? And I didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of it. But today on the bet on the on the on the podcast, I like to everybody to please give a warm welcome to Tracy Lee. How you doing, my brother? Salute. I'm good, man. Everything is well on this side of the world, brother. Cannot complain. How about yourself? Man, I I, I am I am really blessed, man. I, I I really thank you so much for um being on being on my platform, being on Best Conversations. Um uh something that we talked about before the show started. Uh you said you went out and voted today. Uh before we even get started in your journey, man, tell the why, tell the people why it's so important to vote this year and, and every year. Um, even from a, from a basic perspective, and I just answered this question with an interview that I just had the other day, man. Let's just say hypothetically you don't think your vote counts, right? You know, mm-hmm. which I hear a lot of ignorance out here with that. You know what I'm saying? But let's just say that's true. Man, for the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that have lost their lives and sacrificed themselves just for us to be able to participate in the process alone should give you enough incentive to get up off your ass and go just merely for that factor alone. Now to get back to the ignorance of it doesn't count. I mean, what, what's your alternative? Because I don't see a lot of people or a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, getting up the nerve to gather ourselves and creating a situation where we have a alternative that we can all get behind and it's valid enough for us to move forward with it because there's too much dissension amongst our people, which, which, you know, it's it's some fault of our own, but it's a lot of conditioning that has happened over the last 500 years. So it's not an overnight thing. So I get it. But I think that's pure ignorance to think that, you know what I'm saying, not only partaking in the political process, but thinking that your vote does not matter or does not count. And once again, you got to stress, it's not just on the federal level. You know what I'm saying? The federal level is, is man, we got to take charge of the local level politics. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? politics, whatever you want to call it, because we already know that this system is not designed for us. It never right. was. So what we can do is get a hold of our community, get a hold of our, you know, our, our local bearings. And that's where we make the difference. For real, for real. If you want something to count, you know what I'm saying? If you want to see the fruits of your labor, it's on the local level, not on the federal level. But just be, just be a part of the process because there's so many people that sacrifice themselves for us to be a part of the process is why you should vote. Absolutely, man. Please. Uh, I, um, my, my wife was on me like, are you ready to vote yet? You ready to vote yet? Like, I was like, and then it's everywhere. Like every time you turn on social media, whatever, it's like right there. They're making it very easy. That's how, that's how bad they want Trump up out of here. Like they making it yeah. extremely, 
extremely easy. Accommodating. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so please go vote, people. Please go vote. So, man, if you wonder who this man is, I did till till two weeks ago, I had no clue who Tracy Lee was. But Tracy, could you please introduce to the people that don't know and is not aware, just give them a brief about yeah. who, who you are and, and your contributions to hip hop. All right, no, no problem. But then I got a question for you after I finish. Hey, please, please talk to me. Talk um, to me. No. All right, so for the people out there, man, my name is Tracy Lee. I'm an, an artist, you know, hip-hop artist to be specific, you know what I'm saying, MC, uh, father, uh, attorney, entertainment attorney, attorney as well, um, um, uh, husband, um, black man in America, and I've been a part of this game, you know, from a, from a I guess, how you want to call a professional level since 1996 when I signed my deal with Boston Universal, but I have been doing it. I have my own... Uh, record label funky hit records back in college and i've been you know as we used to do shop demos and put demos inside of the mail which are cassettes and sending them to record companies since the mid 80s man so you know i've been doing it for a minute man and um you know uh i've, I've done records with the likes of the great late great notorious big i've done records with buster rhyme I've, I've done work with you know a, a young hungry kanye west he produced a couple of joints you know what I'm saying that I've done, I've worked with, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of your favorites. You know what I'm saying, a lot of your favorites. And um, you know, we we made the transition. We went from you know being a a, a signed artist to you know going to law school and becoming an entertainment attorney in a nutshell. And I've been a practicing attorney for the last 13 years. All right. So what's so what's your, what's your question to me? Oh, so so uh, how how did I come across your plate, if you will? Okay. After yeah, I was, I was okay. Just on my hip hop junkie stuff, uh, one Friday, one Friday morning, I'm watching. Uh, uh, I was binge watching Big interviews. Yeah. And um, so the Crush on You Rap City interview happens. Uh, yeah. So Big Les interviewing everybody at the video shoot. Yeah. So he then he so then Big Les cuts to you for the interview. I said, who who. Who's Tracy Lee? I'm like, why? Why is he at? Why? Why is he at the Big video shoot? Like, I've never heard of this guy. And you know, Jay Z was there, uh, Lance Rivera, and all these people. So then, at this point, I said, Who the hell is Tracy Lee? So at this point, I start doing the research. Yeah. And then, and so then I come across your song with Big, and I was like, Oh shit, that's. I remember hearing about this verse. I, I I remember hearing about in a documentary that uh B.I. said we use uh Lil C's and Kim's advance hey, and something. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I heard that in the my name Lance took Kim and C's advance, bought yeah. some bricks, four pounds of weed plants. Yeah. I heard that in a documentary, but I didn't but I didn't know where that even came from. So when I heard the song and I was first I'm hearing the sample and I'm thinking like where that's that's a Jay Z song, you know? I'm like, that's a, that's a Jay Z song. And I was like, oh, that's what more can I say? Right. And I was like, oh shit. And then it just and then after that, I just I just went in for like two hours. I went in full binge mode and watched like a bunch of interviews on you and your story and and your in your videos. And I was like, wow. I mean, literally, bro. Like, I I don't I don't need I. 
I don't know how this how, how he did. So I hit one of my homeboys. I said, "Do you know a guy named Tracy?" He's like, "He's more of a he's more of a head than I am." You know what I mean? I'm 35. Sure. And and, and, I, and yeah, and I kind of got that too. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's 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 more of a head. Like hell yeah, I, I remember Tra I remember Tracy Lee. He was like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I remember him. And I was like, man, I I, I don't remember like. Man, I, I really don't remember. And so, you know, going back and, and doing the research, man, I was like, man, that shit is dope, man. You you, you okay. definitely dope, man. You definitely and for, and forget what anybody said. You held your own with B.I.G. on that song, man. Hey, hey man, you know, it, it, that's one of them things, man. I, I, you know, I get it. There are a lot of when it comes to hip hop, you know what I'm saying? A lot of artists have a lot of stands. You know what I'm saying? So, or a lot of artists, you know, I mean, a lot of people play favorites to whoever their favorite artist is. And so it is, you know, it, it's blaspheme if you think, you know, as a fan of, of one artist that you think that somebody comes along and either stands toe to toe or rhymes better than them. Or in my case, like you said, you had never heard about me. So, to a lot of people, I came and went. So there's always a stigma. Oh yeah, he's a one-hit wonder. He must be whack. Da 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 da. There's no way that he can rhyme with the late great notorious B.I.G. and stand toe to toe with him. This it's just impossible. You know what I'm saying? So you already got this kind of fix. Not you, but people already got this fixed thing in their mind that you know. Uh, nah, there's no way that Trey Hung was big. That's impossible. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you take it with a grain of salt, man. I, you know, I'm very confident in in my skill level. You know what I'm saying? I can rhyme with anybody. It doesn't even matter. And not just saying that. That's, you know, like you did. Just check my catalog. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. So, um, I take that with a grain of salt. But the funny thing about that big record is that that night, when me and Big wrote, I mean, wrote and performed that record. When I got into the studio, we did it at um at D and D Studios, uh, which was Premier Studio back in the day, right? Shout out to Premier, shout out to Primo. And when I walked in there, Big was already in there, but Jay was in there too, Woody. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the first time I had actually met Jay because my um my guy Mark Pitts, who was or who is the uh, who runs by Storm Entertainment. Uh, who's also now the president of Black Music up at RCA. Also used to manage J. Cole here in the Carolinas. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. So I was Mark's first, you know, act that he signed, you know what I mean? And so he was trying to get me to do a record with Jay, but, you know, Jay didn't feel like we had anything to talk about, so that never happened. But it was ironic that years later, not only does he take a piece of what Big said, the rings and things you sing about, bring them out, but he actually uses the same sample that me and Big rhymed on and created What More Can I Say? You know what I mean? Crazy, 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 crazy. So when you when you at, when you at the One More Chance, it's One More Chance, not One More Chance, uh, uh, Crushing You, Crushing mm -hmm. You video shoot, was the song already done or, or, or you and Big already had talked? Yeah, we have finished that record already. Like, I think we I think they shot that video like in January of 97. Me and Big had actually done the record December of, December 6, 1996. And okay. so that video shoot took place at the top of the year. Right. Uh, so, cause, as a matter of fact, Les was asking me about because party time was, was bubbling by then. And so Les was asking me, like, yo, when is the album dropping? Da -da 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 -da. And then that's when I swung on everybody. Yo, I got you know, big on the record too. They always like she was like, "Oh, you got big on the record." You know what I mean? So that was like the the first time that I had actually mentioned that I had big on the record. But the ironic thing about that is, I was never able to advertise, market, and promote 
that Big was actually on the record. If you look on the mini face, the, po- the politics of rap back then is just so so whack, man. Like that should have never happened these days. Like never. Like you never get a Drake feature and say that Drake's not actually like <laughs> on it. That, that the politics back then, the record companies had all the power. Like they could do whatever they wanted to do. Man, that shit is so whack, man. If 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 you could literally. If, if you would have literally been able to promote and say that B.I.G. was on the album instead of just listening to it and then catching it, right. that's, that's it, man. That, that's 300, 400,000 copies. Facts. Extra. Facts. Facts. That's, Facts. That's, that's, so, that's, that's so nuts, man. So with Party Time, man, was, you, was that your choice for the first single or was that the label? Um, Actually, it was the third record that we had. Okay, so... Just to give you context, like I said, Mark, I was the first uh, act that Mark signed on a new, newly structured situation at Universal. So Bostorm Entertainment was getting their distribution for Universal. So Universal had no, and so just to give you some, some flashback, I, I was uh, one of a, a plethora of new signees that came in. It was myself, it was Cannabis, it was another group that was in my crew that's in my crew called the Reaps. Uh, it was A plus. It was the Lost Boys. A plus. It was um, who else was on that roster? Uh, McGruff was on the roster. Um, uh, I know I'm missing somebody, but we were the new uh, wave of hip hop cats to come into this Universal system, where Universal had no idea of what they were doing with regards to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I think this was their first leap into music, period, and black music to be specific. You know what I'm saying? But hip-hop was not their forte. So what we were doing was, you know, we kind of had free range to kind of test the waters, but there was no system, right? So there, there was no setup. It was make the record, throw it up in the wall, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. You know what I'm saying? So one of the records, we tried three records. There was one record that I did with Faith Evans called Showtime. You know what I mean? Um, that we service to DJs, to your flexes, to your clues, to the hot, you know, DJs back then in New York City. And, you know, they, they nah, nah. And I'm going to tell you why in a second, why, why I think. Then we tried another record called, it's, 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 um, I Like It Like That. Now, I Like It Like That featured a sample that I did uh, using D'Angelo's uh, Brown Sugar. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 not Brown Sugar, Lady. I used Lady, you know, before Game did it, way before Game did it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I used that sample, record was fire, gave it to Kid Capri, it's fire, you know what I'm saying? But the label wouldn't move forward with clearing the sample and all that other stuff for reasons unknown to me, right? So then, here comes the theme. Now, myself, uh, Mark Pitts, Derek D. Angeletti, who's actually responsible for getting me this deal with Mark. And I'm going to say part, Big is also partially responsible, and I'll tell you why in a second. But D. is definitely in the forefront because he's the one that told Mark, even though me, Mark, and Derek went to school together at Howard University, Mark didn't know I got busy. D. knew from, from the jump. So, you know, they both did work with Bad Boy and then Mark parlayed that situation to this and then D-Dot, you know, parlayed his situations. But he's the one that told Mark, yo, you need to sign Trey. So me, him, Mark, 
me, Dot, Mark, and maybe my man Pie, who's a part of my crew, but like the only four in our immediate circle that knew this was this this record was it. Mm-hmm. Just my crew, they were so used to me doing, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I'm still a spitter, but they were so used to me doing that type of, you know what I mean, just in your face, bar after bar, you know what I'm saying? They were so used to me doing that that they looked at this record like, nah, that ain't it, Trey. Right? What we did was we 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 gave it to to the to the to the DJs, like we said, the tastemakers, everybody, nah, nah, that ain't it. Until Red Alert, cool DJ Red Alert. He is the man responsible for the theme, for us really having this conversation right now because he's the one that said, oh yeah, this is, this is it, this is fire. And so he's the OG, right? So Flex, Clue, all of them, if they hearing, you know, Red Alert give the stamp, then that's it. They gotta fall in line. And so the rest is history from there. So to answer your question, I knew it was a banger just just based off of the sample that we used, uh, the, 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 the dominant sample. We used a couple of joints, but the dominant sample was the Pieces of a Dream record, you know what I'm saying, Mount Airy Groove. And I wanted to keep that Philly authenticity because they're from Philly. Um, so, and that was a park jam back in the day anyway. So I knew that, that was going to get them moving, and I just said, based off of that sample alone, we out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, it took – some some politicking it took, you know what I mean, somebody to, you know, give it the official for everybody else to ride the wave. You know what and, I mean? And, okay, the climbing the climbing the night of so when when was the, the record released? Part time. What, what when was the record released? And it was officially released in ninety seven, but we had it like on mix show at the end of ninety six. It started burning like maybe October, at least on in the northeast, you know what I'm saying, from Boston, you know, probably all the way down to Carolinas is one of my biggest markets, man. Like Greensboro, I man, I, I was in and out of Greensboro so many times before it actually really, really popped off because they started playing that record down there. And in Charlotte, another place, they they was playing that record down there crazy. So the official release was at the top of the year in January, once the new money came in. Top top of the year. So around around, around 97, uh, heavy bad boy era, heavy yep. bad boy era, Tupac. You yep. you. Do you feel like you got overlooked because so much was going on in hip hop with the East and the West Coast? Oh, absolutely. You had it. Uh, it was just so it was so much going it was so much going on at that time, man. Yeah, you you had that going on. You had Wu Tang at the at, at the peak of it. You know what I'm saying? Career. You had, I mean, I I think I came in at a great time, but at a time that I think it was at its it was at its it was at its um uh, uh apex with regards to quality, right? But then it also was at the beginning stages of like when that shiny shiny suit shit started coming in, it was at the beginning stages of what I think was Babylon, where we at right now. And brought in and and, and gave the opportunity to bring in another phase of the culture, which is where we are today. So it was a very interesting time in my opinion. Um, And because Universal, again, going back to the fact that, you know, they're new to the game. They don't know how to set up an artist. They don't know. All they're looking for is, 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 is return on their investment. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, you know, you got a lot of sacrificial lambs going out there. Like, if that don't make it, I'll get them out of here. This is a write-off. That's a write-off. So I was fortunate enough to land a record that happened to resonate on its own because people, 
and you are a prime example. People to this day still don't know who Tracy Lee is. A lot of people may know that record, but they don't know who Trey is. And so because I was not properly set up, you know what I'm saying? That's another reason why I probably got lost in the sauce as well, amongst, you know, being amongst a lot of giants in the game. Right. Giant box, giant Wu-Tang. Like, dude, you talking about mega, like these are, you know, they like folk folklore, you know what I'm saying? What do, what do you remember? What do you remember, what do you remember most about that video shoot? Uh, it was a party, man. We we, party. we had a we. It was a part like it was literally a party. It didn't even feel like a production. It just felt like you know all my all my peoples was around me. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had you know the the, the licks was flowing. The you know the medicinals was flowing. Like it was it was a party in there. You know what I'm saying? We was conducting business, but it was really a party in there. Man. Yeah. What what would a what would a video shoot? What, what, was that a, was that a wonder? I know videos now just your man got the camera just, just but it was a one day shoot. One day shoot. It was one a day day shoot. shoot. Yep. One, yep. one day. One day. One day. It was like yeah, one hit a quitter. It was like you know good, good six seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know just merely changing angles of the camera. You know putting me in different spots and da da da. Performance scene, party scene. You know, scene with me and, and and the women and the bottles. You know, stereotypical 1997. But it had a little and it had a lot of colors. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even that and the uh, the remix video that we shot with Buster. Um, but there was still a little bit of a street edge to the party. You know what I'm saying? Based on the content of what we were talking about, trees in the VIP section, bent sipping on French connections, right. that, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you, you got a little, you got a lot of flavor in, in, in the visual, you know what I mean? Do, do you, um, do you, uh, how, how far up the charts did it make it? Where, where, did, where did it land uh, eventually in the charts? Um, it led, I think, I know it was on the charts for 37 weeks, Hot Billboard Hot 100. It had it definitely was top five in 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 the on the rap charts in Billboard. It was number one on BET for two weeks uh, on 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 uh, Rap City. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that that record that record went from like I said it went from January through the summer. So it was I mean it, as far as its peak position in the Hot 100, I I want to say it made top twenty. Maybe top twenty-five, you know what I'm saying? But it, it stayed up there for a minute. You know what I mean? Did you have? Did you have a? Uh, um, two questions. Did you have a cameo and crush on you? Um, I was well. I got filmed. I don't think I made the, the director's cut. I mean, I, I probably made the director's cut, but I didn't make the you know the final join. And if I did, I was definitely in the green scene, but I couldn't find myself anywhere in there. So. Um, so I, you know, I don't think I don't think I made the final cut. And party time, I, I, one of my things I love to do in, in hip hop and watch old videos is try to find oh a cameo in there, like oh that's such and such. Yeah. But is there is there anybody in party time maybe I missed that I didn't see? Was there any big name cameos in that? Nah, video? nah. And see that that was one of the things that was a rarity. Like think about the timeline here. Like I got signed in April of '96. It started, the record, the theme started bubbling in the street at the end of 96, talking about October, November. We shot the video and the single was bubbling across the country, you know what I'm saying, if not across the world, by January 97. And I released the album by March of 97. So in less than a year, all of this happened. And I'm saying all this to say that 
because of the immediacy of everything happening, one of the good things about this whole situation is I was able to do whatever it is I want with whoever I wanted. So everybody that was involved was fresh and new. Mm -hmm. Like even down to the, to the remix video, you've heard of the director, uh, uh, Lil X, right? Who later on came, became director X, who mm -hmm. shot Superfly. Well, his first video in the States, he's from Canada. His first video in the States was the, the theme remix with Busta Rhyme and I, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cats that, you know, uh, uh, who got their, their, their start, you know what I'm saying, who are now famous, you know, column writers like Ta-Nehisi Coates and, and uh, uh, what's my, the, the, the brother's name um, that, 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 that runs, uh, not Complex, but, um, but, but nevertheless. Elliot Wilson, Shaheem Reed. What did you say, the first one? Elliot, Elliot Wilson. <laughs> Elliot Wilson. He he wrote his first article on the source on uh, uh, Hypnotize, which is right next to the article that I forget who was the writer on for the theme in the source when they were, you know, reviewing singles. So it's like I came out at a time where they, these were the beginning stages of household names. You know what I'm saying? Right. So again, when I was coming out and because of the immediacy of which the label wanted to put the record out, it gave me all the latitude in the world to, you know, basically bring whoever I wanted. So to answer your question, nah, there weren't really many cameos in, in, in that video. As far as the theme remix, we did have some cameos, you know, other than Buster's feature. We had uh, Changing Faces, who featured in the video. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, uh, who else made a cameo in that video? I, that that those were the that that's the main and I made a cameo in theirs too because they we were well Mark managed changing changing faces at the time as well, uh but but nah it was really fresh faces man. Gotcha. Um, we'll get to this in a minute, but you did have another video. Uh, I, I remember seeing Ludacris and oh, yeah 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 beginning again beginning stages Ludacris Lil John, and that was shot by uh Brian Barber. Yeah, Brian yeah. Barber, you know, he's a director for Outcast, yeah, and, so and all that, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, um, that was a video that was supposed to that was the lead single for the album that was supposed to drop called Live from the 215. Mm -hmm. And that particular record was called We Like, but yeah, that's when you first saw Ludacris, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, in the video. That was before he started dropping his records, Little John, same thing. What, you was, know? The, what was the connection there? Like, I, I what, what why, why did these why why was these brothers in the video? What was well, that was that was Brian Barber because we shot the video in Atlanta. Okay. So that whole it was that whole Atlanta base, you know what I'm saying? Plus I had met Luda, you know, when he was, you know, uh Chris Lover Lover on the radio station, you know what I mean, when my record was popping and we did interviews down there on high ninety seven point five. Um but nah, that was a Brian Barber thing and that was that whole Atlanta base going on there. Okay, gotcha. What do, what do you remember most about uh, your, your your release date for your first album. Take take me back. What what, what was like the first thing you did on the day of your first album when it was released? Um. Okay, so it it was kind of weird, man, because we dropped on the same day as Life After Death. Oh my God, March twenty fifth. Yeah. Right, and so there were actually two dates because of the fact that. We couldn't advertise, market, and promote. Big was on the on the record, 
Because that was a part of the strategy. They figured, okay, if we can market and promote, you know what? We're going to get, make sure that, 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 that many faces is sitting right next to Life After Death when people go on the Tower Records and Kent Mills and all these other places. You can pick up both. Exactly. But because we couldn't advertise, market, and promote, then that kind of threw a monkey wrench in the marketing plan. So what they did was, you know, I think they they released it to, you know, DJs and stuff like that on March 25th, still kept that date. But then they pushed the Many Faces record back a little bit to April 8th, which is what it's certified as the release date in Billboard. So it, 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 it's kind of conflicting. Like, this is something that I've been discussing, you know, with my peoples from Dot to people on my, you know, you know, people in my circle. Like, what was the official release date? Because if you look it up, you know, and Google it, you'll find two release dates. You'll find one on March 25th. You'll find one on April 8th. So it, it, as far as, you know, was it a celebratory moment? Nah, it was more of a confusing moment. Like, so when did it drop? And I think that lends itself to the confusion of, in my opinion, how much did the album really sell, right? Because we've heard, you know what I'm saying, or should I say, we've always been told that, you know, your first week numbers of this, actually you're, you know, in your, in your, in your numbers as they stand right now is at 273 or 300,000, which I do not believe at all. Yeah, overall sales, which I do not believe. I think we are certified gold. Now, if I, if I did an audit, which I'm really close to doing, that, you know, we will be able to get some certified plaque that that, that states that many faces sold over 500,000 copies. You know what I'm saying? That's what I truly believe. Because when I went across seas, even to, you know, other continents and stuff like that, like, I was surprised, but people knew exactly, like, they knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it was weird, man, to answer your question. It was uh, like, I, I don't know what we did. I don't so, know. What so, so, like, you know, nowadays. Know the release party. I did. I do remember that. Um, so like going to hot, no, no, going to a, a, a morning show that morning, promoting it, then doing a night show. Uh, I, I, did so, I did some runs. Now, blame it on a lot of things if I can't get everything correct, because we did a lot of things back then. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but from what I remember, I do remember an album release party, but I do also remember feeling like this thing wasn't promoted like it should have been. Like, it, you know, especially for the success that the, that the theme had, you know what I mean? Or was having at the time. Like, the, the theme really still didn't hit its pinnacle yet. Like, this is before we actually get on these summer stages at these radio stations and, you know, Hitting LA for you know what I'm saying uh uh you know I'm pretty sure you did a promo tour. Oh yeah, no, no, we did that. Like we was out there, you know, for the so I was at the Soul Train Awards. We was at you know Jack the Rapper. We was doing all kind of conferences and blah blah blah. And people knew the record. And every time the record come on, people lose their mind and also you know what I'm saying um uh but I just you know I did the tunnel and all that um but I just felt like again because the system did not know how to market and promote, it was a little, it was not a little, it was a lot disjointed. Mm -hmm. So everybody I felt like was not on the same page. I felt like they didn't, you know, they just did not know what they were doing. What, what, where was you when you heard the news B.I.G. was uh, uh, murdered? I was right there. I, me, I, I went to the museum. 
Oh, you was there? Me and Big walked out at the same time. Like, like me and Big had a you know a decent relationship, like not better than a decent relationship. We we had conversations. They were few and far between, but every time we had a conversation, it was always some jewels passed down or, you know, just us sharing, you know, exchanging ideas or what have you. Uh, but we were walking out of the museum that night and he noticed that I, you know, it was something. I just didn't feel right about something. You know what I'm saying? And he noticed it and he hit me and he was like, yo, Trey, what's going on? Nah, 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 nah. I was like... I don't know, man. Just you know, I ain't I ain't feeling it. And he was like, "Nah, man, cheer up. Put a smile on your face. We're about to go to the Playboy Mansion because there was an after party at the Playboy Mansion that night." So I was like, "You know what? You're right, man. You're right." He's like, "Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying?" So as we walking out, he goes to the right. I go to the left. I get in the car with Mark. Mark is still his manager at the time. Mm -hmm. And so once I once we got in the car, three to five minutes tops, Mark phone rings. Big been shot, and we was already headed out. Made a U-turn, went to the went to the went to the hospital. Me and Mark got out the car. Mark went in the hospital. I'm outside. There's all kind of people out there. He comes back, you know, and I probably got the news first before anybody because Mark is the only one that's coming out and telling. And so Mark told me, "Oh, he's gone." And so, you know, it it was it was surreal. You know what I mean? But then I get a phone call, maybe about. 10, 15 minutes later, you know, and it's my people like, yo, you got to get on the first plane out of there. First thing tomorrow morning, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they just felt like, you know, some some things is about to go down. And I had some promo stuff to do out there while I was still out there because, again, this was around the Soul Train Awards. So we trying to maximize, you know, our, our, our visit, if you will. But, nah, bro, I, I was right there. And that was a hell of a party. That was a hell of a party. But it's just something didn't sit right you know what I'm saying, toward the end of the night. But I was right there. Man, that's, man, that's, that's crazy. Have you, have you ever met Tupac? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, me, me and Pac, you know, burned it down. Like, at this, uh, we was at a conference in D.C. This is when, you know, I, like I said, I went to Howard. And so, you know, I wound up, and I'm, you know, I'm back here now. So I wound up just making this my home once I graduated from high school. I lived in Philly, grew up in Philly, and then came here. But there was a conference here. Uh, the, uh, it was a conference called the RBE. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, uh, the BRE, sorry. Black Radio, uh, I forgot what the E stood for. But it was a huge conference. And so Pac was in the hotel lobby. And me and my crew, Pac and his people, me and my people was in the hotel lobby. And my man, Calsaw Chandler, was like, you know, y'all feel like smoking? And then... You know, Pac was like, finally, some real niggas. You know what I'm saying? And so we, we all went outside right in front of the hotel, rolling, just, you know, just chopping it up, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you know, and that was that was my first and I guess only, you know, time that I got a chance to chop it up with Pac. But now, nah, you know, Pac is Pac. Is Pac Any Jew, did, did he, he knew you was a rapper? Did, did... This is before I got signed, man. This was like 1994. This I was I was doing my thing in the D.C. area and people knew who I was here, but nah, he didn't know until my man said something when we was you know burning it down. He was like, "Yo, you know my man, he get busy." Da 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 da. And so you know they wanted me to rhyme, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not doing that right here." You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I'm I'm funny like that. Like nah, you're not gonna. 
you're not going to put me on the spot. Not not right here. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if we, you know, get busy later, yeah, we can get busy. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So you mentioned you went to Howard. Was was you there with, with Puff Daddy and and the Mad Rapper and all, and all those guys? D.I. Angeletti, that's the Mad Rapper. Like I told you, he's the cat to put me on. I was there with Puff. I was there with Marlon Wayans. That's my that's my brother. I was there with Anthony Anderson. Me and Ant came in together. I was there with with Carl Payne, who's not only cockroach, but <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying on the Martin show. I was there with Shy. You know what I'm saying? If I ever fall in love, I was there with Ananda. I was there with Taraji P Henson. I was there with you know what I'm saying like we were there during the golden era, I believe in entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Because all the the heavy players that are out right now, like at the top of the food chain, they was there with me at school, you know what I'm saying? And so we all had this, you know, we didn't know it at the time, but we all had this, this not only the entrepreneurial spirit, but, you know, just the idea that, you know, we are going to shake up the world with whatever it is or whatever avenue that we're going down, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man, it, it, it was a great time at Howard. Great. Uh, them homecomings, man. I, I, it's on my bucket list to make it to a Howard homecoming. Man, I, listen, listen, listen. Uh, you know, yeah. It's one of the- Yeah, even though even though down here in North Carolina, Greensboro, A&T think they got the greatest homecoming ever. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they, but I think they do that because they know what time it is. Same thing with Hampton. They know, they, they be trying to come at us, but they know what time it is. You know what I mean? So let's talk about um, HBCUs, you know what I mean? Love them all. I, I definitely would love for my kids to go to HBCUs, Absolutely. whatever it is. So you find yourself in a dark place um, after, the, after, you know, the music, the music thing didn't quite uh, pan out for you exactly how, how you thought. Um, take, take me through one of the darkest times in, in that time and, and how you made it, made it out of that in, in, the, in the music industry. Um. Okay, so, you know, we get dropped. Uh, like I told you before, we had an uh, album called Live from the 215 that was done. Uh, we had, did the marketing promotion for it. Um, and then, you know, we on a promo run for it. I was down in Miami. We had a show down there. And, and um, you know, and there's, I guess this was an omen. The show got canceled. It's raining in Miami in January. It's cold. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, damn, okay. But, you know, the reps at Universal like, nah, go ahead and stay down there, da-da-da-da-da, you know, just catch the flight after the weekend. So we got on the flight, got back to JFK, and then that's when I get a phone call from a cat by the name of Monty Lipman about that, who I think was uh, either vice president, probably vice president. He was like, yo, from his, from the secretary, like, yeah, uh, just uh, we're calling to inform you that your services are no longer needed, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm in the airport now, like, stunned, like, what do we do? So then, you know, I actually moved back in with my mom, uh, stayed there for three months, and she told me, all right, after that, yo, Trey, you got to go. I don't care where you go, but you got to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So then I, I went out to L.A. for about five months, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I just wasn't feeling the vibe in L.A., so then when I, I went down to Atlanta. Uh, to live with my brother, and we stayed in an apartment until he went to grad school. Uh, you know, I was blessed enough to run into a young lady back then, you know what I'm saying? It didn't work out, but 
definitely was, you know, the timing was there. Through this, through this, sorry to cut you off. Through this, through this gap of transitioning, kind of, you got dropped from the label and you, you're in L.A., you're in Atlanta. How, through, through this time, how, how often are you getting recognized from just people? Oh, see, and I was about to get there. Um, I'm still... I'm still able to manage somewhat, you know, I was able to economically uh, uh, keep myself afloat, um, you know, from the money that I had gotten, you know what I'm saying, off my, my short stint in the game uh, on that level. Uh, but then I also was able to, you know, parlay my, my fame, if you will, into other, you know, gigs. Like I did work with Nike uh, for this tournament called Nike Battleground, which is a one-on-one -on -one tournament inside of a cage. Uh, me and uh, John Sally were the co-hosts for that, and that was aired on MTV. Um, I did some work with the NBA uh, and hosted events for them for All-Star Weekends in, 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 uh, in Atlanta, in L.A., in New York. Um, so, you know, we were able, fortunate enough to do that. But then when that dried up, and again, when I get down to Atlanta, it's pretty much you know, it, it, it's a little topsy-turvy. And I mean, not at the beginning of it, because I moved down to Atlanta in 2001. By like 2003, 2002, 2003, that's when it got a little murky. So then I had to wind up going to get a job at this place called Aaron's Furniture. You Aaron's know? Furniture. Oh, my. How, man. How humbling was that, man? Oh, man, Listen. As you get to know me, you will understand that I don't have, and I don't, there, there, there's not a, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'm not into status, right? Mm -hmm. I'm into, you do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it was always like, cause the, and, and I think that's a part of the reason why I didn't last in the game that long, because I think you have to portray a certain type of image in the game to make it to a level that, you know, a lot of people uh, 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 strive to, to, to attain. You know what I'm saying? I came in the game on some regular, you know what I'm saying? Me and my people just came in and, and I don't think people took too kind of that. I think we didn't run around with bodyguards. We never had that. We never, we never, like we were just regular dudes. And so I don't think people about even in the music, you never came off like some big hustler or anything like that. If I did, it was it was in story form to to drive home a point. Like I had a record called Big Willie Style, but I was really making a comparison between the music industry and the drug game. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nah, no, no, no. I like you. You can check my catalog, bro. I've never been on it like that. So for me to go get a job at Aaron's was nothing for me because I was so used to even when I was at the top of the game, you know, or, or you know whatever status I was when the thing happened. Man, I would be I would be in your town and literally go wherever I wanted without people, you know what I'm saying? Like people that know me know that's how I, you know, I get down. So when I got that job at Aaron's, it was nothing. Matter of fact, I got a story about that. I was moving furniture in somebody's crib, me and the cat that I was in the truck with, and the theme was on the television. You know what I'm saying? While while we moving the furniture in. So then the, the, the dude looks at the TV. And then he looks back at me. He looks at the TV, looks back. Look, he was like, yo, what are you doing in here? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I'm what? I was like, look, man, 
the music game ain't what it's cracked up to be. And then so he wound up rolling up something. And we wound up sitting there for about 30. I'm supposed to be back at the, at the store. We wound up sitting there for like a good 34, 5, 45 minutes. And then afterwards, he was like, yo, you the realest dude I ever, like, look, man, I can do what I got to do until I can get to the next phase of my life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's really what it was, you know? But what was the, what was the position of Aaron? Is like just a delivery drive? Ooh, yeah, I was on the truck. We were driving the truck. I was moving the stuff out the back, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't a manager. I wasn't none of that, you know what I'm saying? But it was really, and, and, and see, before I got my deal, I always took jobs like that just so I could sustain or stop the bleeding until I could get to what I really want to do. This was really an opportunity for me to, you know, keep my head above water. I was still doing music. Marlon had gave, you know, funded uh, the, the ability for me to press up a single while I was down there called Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. You know what I mean? So yeah. I pressed up some wax, you know what I'm saying? Shot a video for this joint called Ready, Willing, and Able. You know what I mean? Took that on the road with me when I was doing the stuff with John Sally, with Nike, would play it, you know, in those circles. And it's funny that, you know, maybe about a month or two ago, this cat from Detroit was like, Yo, what happened to Ready, Willing, and Able? I was like, yo, I didn't know you knew about that. He's like, yo, that was, you know what I'm saying? So you just never know. But I, I, I kept active, but it wasn't bringing in the type of money that I needed. And because my, my, my stash had ran low, you know what I mean? It was like, I got to do what I got to do. But here's the interesting thing about that. I got the job after I had gotten down to my last $7, right? I, I went to, I'm a very spiritual cat. So I went to church, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, you know, regardless of, you know, what they do with the money, I'm giving it to God. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, what I'm going to do with this $7? Like I can go get a meal, but then that's it. You know what I mean? Go get a burger, then what? So I, I put it in the plate, man. And I just, I, I left it up to God. I prayed. I was praying the whole time. Like, yo, just give me some guidance. You know what I'm saying? And so, Maybe about a week later after that, I get a call from this cat named Wayne Barrow. Wayne Barrow is the cousin of Mark Pitts, who is, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 you know, they run by storm, right? Mm -hmm. He says, yo, Trey, Universal, you know, they got a, they got a check for you, but they, they don't know where to send it because they don't have a, a mailing address for you. So why, here's the number. Why don't you call them up? And blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. So then I call that number. A week after that, I get a check in the mail for $7,000. So the $7 turns into 7,000. Then a week after that, I get another check for $57,000. So now it's like, man, I don't care what nobody say. I don't know what your religious beliefs are, da 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 You know, I know where I stand and who my God is. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? He told me about none of that. Like, I don't even have those discussions with people anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I, I took that money and then I paid off, you know, my undergrad bill. You know what I'm saying? I still had some money, and I, but I still had to figure out what the hell I was going to do. And so that's when I started taking these jobs until I figured out what I was going to do. And then that's when I got the epiphany. Like, yo, you've been in this game. You got the knowledge. You went through some things that, you know what I'm saying, um, that probably could have been avoided with the right type of people around you, meaning your lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Because when I signed my deal, I had a a, 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 a corporate attorney it wasn't an entertainment attorney big difference you know what i'm saying a lawyer is not you know what i'm saying just a, a, a an attorney is not what you want you want somebody that specializes in what it is that you're trying to do so that was my first mistake so it was like you know you learn from that 
you, you didn't like the deal that you signed after the fact. It was good when it, when it came down the pipeline, but after, you know, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. It wasn't really something with more knowledge that you would have signed as is. So it was like, yo, man, it's time for you to take that knowledge and, and not only for yourself moving forward, but also hand it down to cast trying to get in the game so they can avoid some of the obstacles that you ran into. You know what I'm saying? And so with that, that's when I decided I'm going to law school. So did you did you graduate from Howard? Yeah, I graduated undergrad from Howard, uh, undergrad from Howard in '92. Graduated from law school in two. I went in 2003. Graduated in 2006. I passed the bar in 2007. Wow, man, that's man, that's man, that's a, that, man, that's that's one hip hop story for your ass, man. When, when um around the time when you was out of the game and you took a step back and looked at hip hop, what, what was your thoughts? You know, uh, uh, just, just your thoughts, you know, like you, 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 you felt like you didn't get the, the, the proper push from universal. Then universal does this uh, crazy deal with cash and money right after, that. right after that. And I'm still in the building while Nelly and cash money is coming through. So I already knew it was kind of like, oh, they about to direct their attentions over to them. And I was going to get lost in the sauce. And by this time, Mark had actually left too. Universal hung on to me. You know what I'm saying? But Mark had actually left and went to LaFace mm-hmm. and started a new situation with them. So I was really in that building by myself. But go, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Like, yeah, well, like, like, look, like looking back when you was kind of out of it and just looking at hip hop and, you know, these, you know, I say, I say, in my mind, hip hop really ballooned, ballooned between '98 and like 2000. Like, you know, it was pro- to me as a fan, just, that was probably the richest hip hop was. It was probably um, uh, the most accepting. Like, it wasn't just East Coast driven anymore. Like, the, the Cash Money's is coming in. The No Limits was in. Uh, you still had your East Coast players doing their thing. You had people on the West. And I, my, my personal opinion, I think 98 is the greatest year ever in hip-hop. You know? Oh, wow. Wow. Right? And I was only and I was only like, uh, I was like eighth grade, 13 years old. So, I don't know. It might have been my age. But um, I, think that was like the gra- I think that was like the greatest time in hip-hop with all the albums and everything coming out. I think I think hip hop did get a little weird around like the mid two thousands and you know, the, the internet kind of whatever. But but anyway, the question is, what 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 was your just taking a step back? What, what was your thoughts looking at hip hop after you was kind of out of the game? I saw it changing. Mm-hmm. I really saw it changing. Um, it, it, it 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 you know like I said ninety ninety seven. Well, and y'all boys was going up against Will Smith around '97 too. That was selling a damn lot of records. Well, well, Will Smith was was an OG. You know what I'm saying? Him, LL. You know what I'm saying? They were still making records, but I, I thought, I mean, to to rebut you, you know what I'm saying? I believe '94 was the eight. No, '88. '88 was the first greatest year in hip hop. Then '94, then '97. I think around '98 is when I saw it shifting. I think 97 was the last year. And I see why you why you think the, that because it, 98 is really, like you say, it started to diversify. Absolutely. Master P got to the East Coast 
in the 96, early 97. That's when Bout It, Bout It and all, they was playing it on the radio and all. He got over there by then. 98 is when, 98, 99, it started to diversify because, again, like you say, like I was saying, Nelly comes in, uh, in the Universal Building alone. Nelly comes in, Cash Money comes in. Like you said, the West Coast is still doing what they're doing. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, you still got cats up north doing what they're doing, you know what I'm saying, in the Midwest and all this other stuff. Uh, but I, I saw it. I saw it changing, man. I saw it was really big business. It was really, you know, it was really, really shiny. It was the bling bling era, you know what I mean? Big boy, big boy videos, just like spinning, spinning. Big boy toys, you know what I mean? But this was out of control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It cost you about a hundred thousand to make a video. You know what I'm saying? It, it, your, your, your budget alone, hip-hop budget should never be, to me, a half a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? My budget was 300000 You know what I mean? But, you know, half a million was minimum. You know what I'm saying? By the time you get to 98. So I, I thought it was definitely changing. Now, whether it was changing for the better or the worse, that's up to, you know, the beholder. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I just I saw it shifting. And I saw that the South, I saw the South really defining themselves and putting a stamp on it. And really, it's a, it's a grip that they haven't relinquished, relinquished since. You know what I'm saying? It's a 22-year run. You know what I mean? It's, 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 been, it's been a good run. Like, being in North Carolina, man, we, we, we in the middle. Like, we, we in the middle. Like, we... Like we catch, like we catch everything. Like you know, um, my first, like my first favorite rapper was how I fell in love with kind of fell in love with hip hop before. We, really, with me with hip hop in the beginning, it was just just the stuff that was on the radio, what was mainstream, and stuff like that. The oh. first time I ever say I want to buy an album, like what is that? Like I, I would want to hear more of that besides what's on the radio. First time I heard Master P. Yeah. Oh, Master P. Okay. First time I, I heard that. First time I heard Master P. Make him say "uh." That's the first time I said, "Yo, I want to buy. I would buy an album of that." Like that's that's when I caught the bug. And then a little after that, Jigga came out. When Jigga came out, that was the first time I ever said, "I want to look like him." Okay. Like he, he had that effect. Like I want the Yankee hat. I want. I want everything like he's doing. That's the first time I ever. What looked, album was that though? What album was that? Part not life. I didn't even. Gotcha. I, I didn't even know that reasonable doubt and in my lifetime even existed. Gotcha. First time I heard of Jay-Z was around 98. I didn't even, I do remember him on, in my uh, life after, my brother used to, my older brother used to bang life after all the time. And I remember him on the Biggie album, but I didn't know who he was like that, you know, so. Well, that makes sense. I mean, and I forgot, now I definitely see why you say 98. Because yeah. in my lifetime, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, 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 yeah, in my lifetime, volume two, right? Uh, in my life, volume two. In my lifetime, volume one was ninety-seven. Right. Second album. Volume two is the one you was digging, right? Yeah, that's the one I was digging. Yeah. The Pumanai came out. Matter of fact, the same day. Word. You think about the dynamics. Mm-hmm. You talking yeah. about Pumanai? You talking about you know what I'm saying? Volume two. Hard yeah. knock. You know, you talking about two different regions. You know what I'm saying? But you're talking about and coming out the same day they both were blockbuster albums. Blockbusters. Mm. So I get what you're saying. Got you. What what 
mix in the mix and all that stuff too. So. What What do you think? First time you heard uh, Jay Z's uh, when he sampled, he sampled your joint. I was like, "Where's my check?" <laughs> I know you had to be thinking like, "Where's my check? Where is my check?" Exactly what I was thinking, man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know because you can't detach the lyrics from the from the from the body of work. You know what I'm saying? So if you take anything from that body of work, you know, and the owners of the publishing, you know, needs to get a piece. And so I felt like they bypassed me. And, you know, I made a mention of it in a couple of songs. But, you know, now me being an attorney and all that other stuff, the, the part that people don't understand is like when you file lawsuits, especially against cats that got bread, they could drag it out for a long time and kind of, you know, make you waste all your money trying to get a piece of this and piece of that and blah, blah, blah. So I would have had to, you know, bring a team of people, that, which I could still do. It's like there's no statute of limitation on it. You know what I'm saying? But bring together a, a team of people that I'm willing to break some bread with, be like, yo, let's, 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 let's press the issue. Let's start, you know, serving some letters out here. And, you know, a lot of times you can, you can make it work by, you know, they'll settle out, you know what I'm saying, come up to a settlement without it going into litigation and things like that. And so that's never off the table. It's just about when I feel like or if I feel like doing it. But I just like for people to know, you know what I'm saying? I know I know you know. He knows I know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He knew where to get the get the record from. So are you are you are you an entertainment lawyer? Right. Entertainment lawyer. Um uh name a couple of people that you represented. Oh man. Uh I've worked with Kelly Rowland on some things. I've worked with Solange Knowles. I've worked with a company that represented the late great Kobe Bryant. Uh, I represented uh, Young Guru, engineer, uh, producer extraordinaire, in case you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Right, Jay's right hand man. You gotta know Guru. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I work with uh, the likes of Eric Robeson, who to me is one of the, you know, probably the the, the, the greatest independent R&B artist of our time. I've worked with uh, Algebra Blessed, another phenomenal uh, independent R&B artist. Uh, you know, I, I, I've worked with some people and, and, I, and I have clients right now uh, that I won't put out there yet until we get some ink dry on a couple of uh, contracts that I'm negotiating right now. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Absolutely. If people, you know, it's so many cats in this music, in this music business, you know what I mean? It, like every, every day it's a new rapper. Um, and I had a couple of, I had a couple of friends that was kind of doing their thing in the music business on a, on a low, on a very lower level. Um, but they had a very good buzz here, here in the city in North Carolina. And um, what, one thing they was missing was an entertainment lawyer. They, they, they never could, they, they couldn't have, they couldn't, you know, get an entertainment lawyer for some reason. If people want to reach out to you, man, how, how do how they go about that? Oh, man, you can hit me up on my email, uh, which is the company email. Left uh, is, is the company, Left Entertainment, L-L-E-F-T. But the email is left, L-L-E-F-T-E-N-T, at gmail.com. That's left, L-L-E-F-T-E-N-T, at gmail.com. That's where I funnel all of my business uh, through through that particular email. And, you know, I, I welcome, you know what I'm saying, especially up-and-coming artists that, you know, that, that have com some concerns because you're going to because you really don't know what this game is about until you actually put your foot in the water. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can avoid, you know, before you put your foot in the water um, if you're willing to 
uh, entertain uh, the information. Cause you, you know, there's a lot, and I was him and I was that guy that when, you know, as an artist and solely as an artist, which I still am now, but the, the anxiousness of wanting to be on and wanting to get on, you know, you don't receive the information like you should because you just want to hurry up and sign your name on a dotted line. You don't want to exercise any patience. And I get it because you've been working at this all your life. Right. But, you know, but just a couple of minutes of you really retaining the information so that you can make an informed decision will save you years of headache by just, you know, anxiously putting your name on the dotted line. So I will, I will I entertain, you know, anybody that's, you know, willing to hit me up and, um, you know, even, even, you know, for 30 minutes of free consultation, you know what I'm saying? Before, if there's a situation that's really going down and we are, we got to start talking, you know, numbers for uh, retainer fees and things like that. But, you know, my thing is the game, you know, the, the biggest lie that we've always told ourselves and told our people is the game is to be sold, not to be told. That's bullshit to me. You know what I'm saying? In order for us to really come up, the game is to be told, not to be sold. You see what I'm saying? The work is to be sold, but the game is to be told. Now, how you use the game, that's something totally different. You know what I mean? Gotcha. All right. I'm, this is, this is a, my probably last question. Um, I'm going to uh, let you go. Um, you did you did a song just uh, just addressing everything, man. Just the whole your whole career, um, talking about D Dot and all this other stuff, man. Um, when you look back now, when you when you listen to that song, man, um, do you feel like you got all that off your chest? Like you, it's, it's all in it's all in the past now. Very therapeutic, you know what I'm saying. I I, I was just telling my wife a couple of weeks ago. Um, that I believe, you know, people, people, we have, you know, all of us have some sort of, some more than others, have some type of uh, psychiatric issue. You know what I mean? Um, some people deal with it better than others. Um, I believe that me, myself, it's therapeutic for me to have the, like, God gave me a gift to write. So whenever I'm able to write and whenever I'm able to record, it's, it's, it's the best therapy there could possibly be. If I did not have this gift, there's no telling. I might have to sit on the couch and talk to somebody. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're human beings. So we all go through, you know, all kind of psychoanalysis all the time. You know, so so that particular song was something that I something needed. Called, the, call, the song's called Vision. For anybody that wants to Google, look it up. It's it's a really dope record. Uh, it dresses everything, you know. You got everybody. I had to like because that was at a stage in my life. You know, I'm I'm out. I'm an attorney. What, what, what year was this when this record was? 2014. Okay, I was, but I actually wrote it like in 2012. But it was you know just I'm out of school. You know I'm 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 doing this. You know I still had the desire to be an MC. You know what I'm saying I still had the desire to make music. Uh, but now we in the second phase of my life, but now I'm a licensed attorney and I have to, you know, figure out that stream of income, like how we going to make it work. But there was some stuff that I'd never let go from the past that I had to, you know, I had to get it out. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it, it got some backlash from some people, but I had to let them know, like, did anything that, that I said, is there anything that's not the truth? 
So you just want me to, you know what I mean? Like, how you want me to get it out? You know what I'm saying? Do you want me to go to the blogs and blah, blah, blah? Like, this is how I get my angst out. Like, I record music. I write bars. And so this is the best way that I thought that I should, you know, for myself. Now, if you want to dispute it, go ahead. But you can't because this is actually what happened. So for me and Dot, like, that's my mentor still. You know what I'm saying? We the, we the best of friends, man. That's family. You know what I'm saying? That's my big brother. You know what I mean? But, you know, there was there was a time where he felt a certain way about it. But he understood afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So, gotcha. Yeah. All right, man. Well, man, if if you don't know, man, I, I hope I hope. You know, our conversation inspired somebody. I hope that you learned some good hip hop history. Like this was amazing for me, man. This, like, I hope like one day, like they're teaching like classes in college about like hip hop like this, man. Because I'm just like a hip. I wish I can get a degree on just like hip hop, man. Because I'm a, I'm I'm a junkie, man. And so when stuff, it's coming. That degree is coming. Trust me. Trust me. So when things like, so when things, so artists like you that, you know, it's a lot of artists that came out, man, that, that people that, you know, might've had like a single deal that, or something like that. And it just might've went over people's heads. And so when I, when I go back and, you know, and I, and I do the history, when I go back and do the, the look at the history and all this other stuff, I'm like, man, this is crazy. So, man, I, I really, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you was you was very you was very gracious, very nice. Um, you know, I just hit you because I was inspired by the story. I went to the IG. I was like, man, I hope this is I hope this is his Instagram, man. Like, you know, and and, and I told you I, I didn't cap. I'm like, I never heard of you before this. I was I was, was honest. I, I love that. I love the transparency, man. See, that's and this is because I, I I look at this as a an, um as a, as a teachable moment. It's like okay, it's my opportunity to get in front of someone never seen heard of me before and and give you my story so that you goes back to the whole legal thing so now you can make an informed decision about you know whether you know you like this or like that or whatever because there's a lot of people out here that just you know base their opinions on no facts at all just no knowledge just ignorance so Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing the research, man. Because you didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead, man. And um, any, anything else you want to leave the people with? I see that you still actively do music. You know, um, the background. That, 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 this is what we, this is what we're pushing right now, which I believe is the greatest album I've ever made in my life. You know what I'm saying? I made this album in two months during, the, during, the, you know, the, the height of the quarantine, if you will, from March 13th until. The, the the murder, you know what I'm saying, of Mr. George George Floyd, uh, Memorial Weekend, you know what I mean? Let's call it what it is. But I made this album in a two-month span. I've never written an album, you know, with, with, with that fast, with that much efficiency. Uh, but I felt like my pen was just gliding, man. It's like 15% of that. I know I wrote 85% of that. I don't know where it came from. I was a vessel. Uh, it was produced uh, entirely by my brother, uh, O'Jiz, um, who... Uh, also produced my previous album that I released last year called Expect Unexpected. I released that in 2019. Uh, but this album right here, 2020 Glory, you can only get it on TracyLeeMusic.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E Music.com. Um, you can also find, you know, I have I have a lot of friends that are like Kanye stands. Well, one of well, one of my one of my best friends is like a Kanye stand, yeah. and you can actually like. Like we 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 talked about a little bit earlier that 
that uh, Kanye produced on your second album that never came out. But if you go to your website, you can you can go check out some of that early Kanye music at your website. Tell the people again your website. Yes, that's TracyLeeMusic.com. T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E music.com and the album that he's speaking about is called live from the 215 where we got early production from kanye on there and also if you want to get behind the scenes and 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 check out some of the things that we do behind the scenes with regards to the music with regards to uh legal uh advice and all that other stuff you can become a subscriber uh on my on my patreon platform that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash tracy lee music that's patreon.com forward slash Tracy Lee Music for the behind the scenes and free music with the subscription. Super dope, man. Man, again, I just want to shout you out for t- taking the time, man. Um, uh, any, anything else? Anything else? Oh, no, nah, man. Just, you know, I, I appreciate you, man. Just just bringing me in, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming me into your platform. Um, you know, us talking about hip hop, amongst other things. And um, yeah, everybody just go get the album, man. Just go get glory. You see it. Glory, man. Best Conversations podcast, man. This is a rap, man. Hip hop royalty right here. Uh man, we we thank we we thank everybody for listening, man. I think this is gonna be a really big episode. I think everybody gonna go out there and do the research. Definitely, I know a lot of rappers, they probably gonna be hitting you like trying to get some, you know, the legal, the legal side, because you know. Most of the time we don't we don't know about that side. We just know put a music on on streaming yeah. services and and go from there, man. But thank but thank you, Mister Mister Tracy Lee, man. Uh, I I truly appreciate it. Uh, this will be out. This will be out soon. Uh, not sure when to be out, but it'll, it'll definitely be out soon. Let me know, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. You have you have a blessed rest of your afternoon, man. The same way we end this podcast every time, man. Keep God first, and I promise everything work itself out. Listen to his story. He gave $7, turned to $7,000, man. Keep God first, and everything work itself out, man. Peace, love, blessings. Go vote. Go vote. Mm-hmm.